welcome to another episode of the Good Listening To podcast with me, Chris Grimes. And why am I calling it that? Because that's my name. And a good listening to, after all, is what coaching is all about. So a GLT with me, CG, see what I'm doing there, is my new podcast series with a strong storytelling imperative and with the simple aim of inviting my guests to a space called The Clearing, where we get to shake their tree, hear their story and amplify their brand. Who are you and what's the story that you tell? So yes, welcome to a GLT with me, CG, and we're recording. So, hello and welcome to another episode of What You Need Is A Damn Good Listening To with me, Chris Grimes, and it's an absolute pleasure to welcome to The Clearing, more about that in a moment, a beautiful, lovely man called James Oram, who is a musician, an all-round gifted human being, and you're also launching a single today, please. So, James, how are you? <laughs> no, I'm very well. I'm, I'm excited to be, yeah, releasing new music, I'm excited to be alive on a beautiful sunny day, um, just walk my dog in fantastic weather, you know. Just wonderful. beautiful, happy to be alive is just a great way to start any conversation. So it's a yeah. pleasure. And um, we, we obviously know each other also through our connection of Instant Wit, the comedy improvisation company we're both part of, that I happen to be the artistic director of. <laughs> but anyway, we've also been to France and explored um, lesseuranglais.com, which is a, an Instant Wit workshop in the, in the glories of the uh, beautiful outdoors surrounded on three sides by sunflowers in Bordeaux. But maybe we'll get onto that or not. But anyway, uh, welcome. Um, and thank you for getting in touch to say that you'd like to be on this particular podcast. So um, welcome to The Clearing. How thank are you? you? Um, yeah, very well, actually. Very well. I feel very fortunate at the moment, you know, <clears throat> that I am well, happy, can yeah. play music, have good people around me. So I'm very, very, for very fortunate. Yeah. And I'm only human. I'm realising I've probably repeated the same question that I asked at the beginning. <laughs> but any road up. So um, welcome to the clearing. What would a clearing be like to you? Where does James Oram go to get um, clutter free, inspirational? Just talk me through um, Yeah, I actually like to go to my small piano room and sit and play piano. And actually, I, I really like small spaces. This sounds funny because I find them sort of quite assuming and not imposing in any way. I don't like, you know, I feel like in a small space you can think big, you know, so I quite, yeah, so I quite, I quite enjoy it. So my, I've got a small piano in a small room and I, I quite like, it feels sort of unassuming. So I go there and I can play music I love or I can just sort of, you know, tinkle away, improvise a few ideas and it's, it, it's very healing and yeah, it's a lovely thing, so yeah. And are you in that, obviously I'm assuming uh, that you're in that zone now? Um, actually, this is, this is my keyboard. So this is this is actually my studio space. So you've got an even smaller version of that, have you? I've got that. It's it's actually so this is an electric piano, but I've got an acoustic piano downstairs in another room. And what happens? This is sort of my second room. So I'll I'll maybe tinkle away downstairs. And if I like something, you know, I'm going. Oh, that's a great idea. I'll run up here, switch on the computer, record things, load things up, start playing about with it. But this will probably be a secondary room. You know, I'm very fortunate. I go, oh no, I go to my second space, to uh, my second keyboard, but yeah. And I don't know where this is coming from. You've made me think of Alice in Wonderland and the slight comedy of you going down a rabbit hole of smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller rooms till you can really, really get in your zone. 
Because yeah. you're only about three inches tall, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. So um, I'm speaking to you from actually, yes, a, a, a rabbit hole that's sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, and by the way, I hope you won't mind, but I'm going to bring a metaphorical uh, apple tree into this clearing to get us into storytelling archetypes on what we need is a damn good listening to. Yeah. It's going to be a bit cluttered. We've got all your wonderful musical paraphernalia. Um, before we get into shaking your apple tree, which I will talk about shortly, uh, when you're at a dinner party and somebody who you don't know does you that sort of rather clunky question where they turn to you and say, what do you do? We've all been there. Excuse the bluntness of that question, but what's your favourite way of answering that, James, when people ask you that? Sort of shift around. Um, uh, no, I, I just say I'm a musician. I'm a, you know, it's, a very, it's very broad. And, you know, I think, the, you know, obviously everyone has preconceived ideas of what that is. And, and, and when you're actually a musician, you realise it's, it's a it's a it's a big soup of many things you know a musician i just say it's, you know really uh i'm just somebody who i think it's almost like i think uh, a pianist described it uh, andre gavrilov said it's a non-secular religion and that's more of how i i view it it's you know is it a job no it's just it's just a state of being i i just fill my life with anything musical you know and, and i think that's the point so you know what do you do well, i am <laughs> i just i just live by anything musical and that's it almost feels like yeah almost religious that's what i do you know, it's what i, I dream i really enjoyed you describing it as a big soup as well that's not an obvious analogy but but you know splashing about in the soup of music is a lovely answer yeah, I think that's it. it. It is a soup. So, you know, I think, you know, I like it, the fact that it's a soup. So every, you know, it's built up like a tapestry. One day I might be playing or writing and I might be teaching or yeah. you know, I'll be in instant wits, you know, which is just wonderful. I might be playing in a band, you know, and <laughs> something like that. I remember doing not so long and I made in tribute band, you know, whatever. So, you you know, and I think that's the that's why I love it so much. You know, I, I like that. You're a one-man orchestra because you are a, a multi-instrumentalist as well. Uh, so just talk me through the instruments you can just pick up and play. Um, well, uh, I, I call it sort of piano plus rock and roll instruments. So not that piano is not rock and roll, but I, so guitar, drums, ukulele, uh, a little bit of bass guitar. Um, yeah, I would say you know I'm not masterful on them, but uh, you know I. And I had to have a conversation with them and I enjoy them. So, you know, I very much enjoy sort of, you know, musical friends who just pick up instruments, whatever you can get your hands on. And I suppose the aspects about communicating whatever you have, and that's sort of, they've all sort of got their own unique little... And quirk. by the way, come the zombie apocalypse, which ironically we're actually in at the moment during the global pandemic, you know, come the zombie apocalypse, it's wonderful to have a, a multi-instrumentalist who can obviously provide a bit of entertainment at the drop of a hat or at the, you know, the picking up of an instrument. Yeah, exactly. No, I, and yeah, absolutely. It's, it, and it's, you know, it's a wonderful way to sort of, you know, how people go, you know, you know, you see lots of memes on the internet, but oh, so much spare time, I'm going to arrange these herbs. It's like, that's not how I'm seeing my life. I'm just going, well, uh, no, I'm, I'm just going to spend it more time to play this or this, or I should be writing music, or I should be doing this. I suppose that's another, I, I suppose you feel the same way, you know, actually, when these moments happen, you go, I need to be creative as possible and just work, yeah. work, work. And actually, it's not a form of relaxation. You go, wow, this is an opportunity. But then yeah. it, I think the funny thing is, obviously, it's, I saw one, I think it was in New York Times, this cartoon of a man in a boat in a storm saying, well, this is a great time to, you know, to uh, write my novel. So although, you know, you feel this pressure to be creative, actually, of course, there's this shadow around us, which yes, is, yes. 
we're still in survival mode, but also we're going, wow, this could be a creative opportunity and I should use it, you know. Uh, That's been a funny landscape too, where people go, oh, I've written my magnus opus or I've written, you know, one of Beethoven's hitherto uncompleted uh, whatever's he, he would do. Whereas a lot of people, as we know, think, well, do you know what? I've managed to get my pants on three days in a row without falling over. <laughs> so that there is a sort of, um, you know, we, we've got to be kind to ourselves in this. But. I think so. I've had a mix of that. I think, you know, some days, of course, I've woken up feeling like, wow, I, I said, I can get all my instruments out, I can be creative. And then some days you go, well, you know, I'm, I'm dressed. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what more do you want? You've nailed that as well. You are definitely dressed. And of course, I know, you only need to look dressed from the waist up. So, um, just you have published today so i know you've written a book about a ukulele as well you actually saw taught my son stan ukulele which you were very, i must say you were very patient with stan <laughs> oh, awesome. i thought stan's fun no stan was fantastic uh, yeah i loved it. what good character and yeah always enthusiastic yeah no he's really good actually well, such a lovely teacher james because that's such, I and mean, he is a, a wonderful uh, enthusiastic wonderful character. Human, yeah. so you've, you've got that you've got the measure of him but you know thank you for, for saying that too so um, you've written a book about um, encouraging people to pick up the ukulele, haven't you? Yeah, um, actually, um, so my first instrument was actually uh, the, the piano, which is, there's sort of quite a lot of, uh, how do I describe it? You know, you have your piano lessons, they're all very formal and you go, you will study this and that, especially, you know, in England, so you'll study your scales and Beethoven, you go, oh, this is music. Um, and then I arrived in Bristol and actually there was a lot of, Someone said, well, can you play ukulele? I thought, yeah, yes, but, you know, I, I taught myself ukulele, played it a bit, and I thought, yeah, this is, this is great. And I suppose almost, it was my own prejudices, almost a form of snobber, go, oh, ukulele. But then I started teaching it, and I just realised it was the most wonderful tool for spreading music. I mean, what is so wonderful, it's, it's again, it's, it's almost a small space, like my favourite, it's, it's unassuming, it's humble. Um, and I realised, you know, there's a lot of, oh, you know, it's just sort of almost like a gimmick, you know, oh, the ukulele's gimmick. But actually, you know, so I'd go into schools and uh, what's wonderful about it, after a few lessons, children can get a few chords out and you can rock out to Taylor Swift. Yeah. Or, you know, and suddenly they've got the connection music, which is actually the core of it. You know, it's, it's people, you know, I could get 30 children in the room playing together, we're all singing along, having a party. And there was everything I love about music in that room. And I realised I always had an advocate going, oh no, I should go and be playing, you know, Mozart or Beethoven. It's like, you missed the point. It's about connection, communication. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, you know, you can go as deep as you want on ukulele. You can try and, you know, work out symphonies on four strings, which is its own intellectual battle. It can be as deep as you make it. So, I mean, I realised it was a, a, a key to the musical universe and, and actually a wonderful way to get children even better than piano to get children loving music you know and if children want to they can dig deeper but you know the ukulele will allow that and they can transfer those skills to other music so, it's about connectivity also your own psychology of can you play the ukulele yeah okay which links to a beautiful quote you know where if you don't if someone asks you to do something in life that you don't know how to do the idea is you're supposed to say yes and then work it out later and you're a testament to your own yeah and going back to your rabbit warren, you know, the smaller your compartments of containment and your clearings become, the smaller your instrument needs to be in order to <laughs> be able to get it in the room. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I so mean, yeah. what is your book called about ukulele? Just it's, it's called Ukulele Quest. Yeah, it's, you can find it, yeah, just type in Ukulele Quest. Um, and it was written with uh, a friend I, I, of I just stop you, I love that. Ukulele Quest, look for it and you'll find it. There's a quest of itself there. 
Yeah, I put down the date. See if you can find it. See if you can find it, you know. On all major platforms, but see if you can find it, you know. Lovely. So uh, just in time for Christmas, you know, the first Christmas post-pandemic, or maybe we'll still be in the middle of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I wrote it to a wonderful friend called um, uh, Paul Jones, and actually we both taught in schools for a few years. Yeah. And we both, I think we, we both got, wanted to put down what we had learned really into a book yeah. because it's so wonderful. We had, you know, I still, I was teaching before the pandemic. It's such a wonderful experience. We sort of wanted to share. We found a wonderful way to communicate music, please. Yeah. You know, here it is all distilled into this book, you know, and that's, that's, that's why we did it really, is to try and get out, you know, wanting to communicate with as many people as possible. Yeah. It's so lovely, your natural ebullience and enthusiasm to embrace a mindset that we both obviously share, which is yes and. Obviously, it mines, my yes and is all my mindscape of innovation and creativity, because I would be a really pants musician. I, I, I like percussive stuff and banging stuff, but you know, I'm always, you know, it's a bit like an awareness of where you end and somebody else begins. I have nothing but admiration for, for you know, musicianship sort of, you know, genetically passed me by probably. <laughs> I do you know what well, I you know I actually feel like uh, you know some things <clears throat> you know I, I feel like there's some anyone can be musical I feel it's the way it's taught sometimes maybe a bit stodgy maybe you know how I talk about piano lessons and it's I think the same is true of maths actually it's taught in school yeah. in a very to a very in a very particular way by people who are good at it in a very particular way and actually I'm a very visual person so I will understand yeah. something like mathematics very visually and actually you know so the algebraic sort of doesn't you know, and actually, so why I'm able to do, why I like uh, instruments is they're all very pattern-based. So I feel like, you know, I feel like anyone can learn music. I feel they need the right, the right starter. And that's not necessarily given in a, you know, societal baby or culture, you know. I think, you know, because things are taught so differently, like improvisation, you know, I actually, I will talk about instant work, you know, I think weirdly, uh, you know, you said, oh, can you come along? I remember you inviting me very kindly along to a rehearsal. And I suppose I was, even before I went to a wonderful workshop, you went to be yes and mindset. So I thought, well, let's just see what happens. I'd never really done anything like that. You know, and you were getting emotions, sad, happy, and just, just going with it. And, and I realised, you know, improvisation and actually that side of music, which is so important, is not openly taught, say, by the majority of music teachers, you know. It might be... It's there, it's there in the gift of jazz, as we understand it. Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you can go in jazz lessons, but I'd say the majority, you know, you go and play piano lessons, so you, you'd go and, go and have, oh, I'd learn my scales, I'd learn other people's music. And actually, that's, that's not the point. It's about, you know, it's about connecting self-expression and actually and being enjoy. in that moment and just creating, you know, and I think... Yeah. That's, that's what something I'm still, well, I, I will learning, but I'm, I'm getting more and more interested in that as I, as I get older, actually. And yeah. I remember one of the sort of leap off points after we were together in France is you've got very, very interested in how to boost levels of self-esteem and confidence in young people through the use of music, haven't you, as well? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, so after that workshop, yeah. Um, so I'm not crediting the workshop. I'm just saying that. that no, 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 yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think it's coming back to my point on connection, and I realise music is, as I keep, I actually said, is all about connection. Yeah. And it's actually a wonderful metaphor for society, and and you know how we feel about ourselves as well. So it, it translates into musical games for children. So we yeah. we did you know drumming, you know, and actually you had to look at someone or wait your turn to play, and maybe you could have a solo. You volunteered yourself, you know, you could maybe just test yourself and and people could consolidate that. So we could realize with, with children, we could actually have 
conversations and it was a metaphor saying, no, I need to make room for you. No, 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 after you. No, actually, I'm feeling fearless. I'll have a solo. And that was a wonderful way for children to sort of explore themselves. And actually me as well, you know, a boo you know and, and boost your self-esteem and go, do you know what? I'm going to take a bit of risk today. I'm going to volunteer to start off today and I'm going to let everyone copy what I do. You know, and so you saw children slowly building in confidence to yeah. do that. And uh, I, I went up with some wonderful people, me, but it was also mixed with sort of yoga, meditation. Um, and it was, it was, yeah, it was a lovely experience. Yeah. <laughs> You've given me a lovely segue there about the opportunity for you to step into the sort of uh, sunlight and do a bit of a, uh, a bit of a solo. So in bringing us into the clearing now, um, the only preparation I asked you to do before we spoke was just to um, think about, I'm going to, bring an apple tree into your rather claustrophobic musical den and we're going to shake this tree to see which apples fall out and its uh, structure the apples take the form of an exercise called five four three two one the lovely mr james Oram, where you've had five minutes or as long as you might think about it's up to you to think about four things that have shaped you and, and you've been implying a lot of what shaped you certainly musically so four things that have shaped you three things that inspire you two things that really grab your attention and never fail to do so, and then one quirky or unusual fact about you, James Oram, musician, composer, uh, that we couldn't possibly know about you until you tell us. Don't worry, you don't have to sort of shake all your apples at once, uh, but just, just which of those apples would you like to pick up and tell us about? Um, things that shape me, I'll go for. Um, and this wasn't because you cued me, but genuinely, uh, I, I will say that it was genuinely going to uh, the workshop yourself that you ran in, in France. That was a, uh, a wonderful experience. And because I, you said, oh, would you like to come along and, you know, be the musician to, you know, some improvisation comedy workshops? I said, well, fantastic. Yeah, you know, lovely location in France. So I got there. <clears throat> and I think naively, I didn't really think about it. I thought, well, yeah, I'll just watch and I'll add a bit of music. I didn't actually think I would be getting involved, but obviously when I'm there, of course I'm in the workshop. What am I going to do? Sit there behind the piano. So <clears throat> that was great <laughs> because I, I suddenly thought, oh, I've got to do an improvised comedy workshop, you know, which was, which was wonderful because I didn't expect to be doing that. Um, and yeah, there's a wonderful uh, power in it, you know, because I say there's, there's people much further ahead in their career, than, you know, than I am, much further forward, a, a mix of people. And I suppose it, yeah, I, what I loved about it is it was a group of people who didn't know each other. And it was almost an exercise, I thought it'd be about comedy, but actually what comes about is vulnerability and actually, you know, being willing to be vulnerable and go with that first idea and just go, <clears throat> be willing to almost make those mistakes where you're taught so much, no, 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 I'm not going to do it until everything is perfect. And actually, as a musician, I will play things, you know, over and over and over again, so they're perfect to get out any of that ambiguity. But suddenly here I am doing improvised comedy, acting, being completely vulnerable in front of, you know, people I don't know who are, you know, are much further ahead in their careers. I'm going, goodness, but it was liber it was fantastic. Yeah, liberating. And of course, linked to the, your own love of, of orchestration with, with young people, you know, comedy improvisation as a sort of technique is only the conduit through which to connect. And, and there's, there's that lovely, it's all about connectivity, which, in, and thank you for saying that that's something that shaped you. I'm very flattered and chuffed by that. I didn't know that that was going to be your no, answer. No, I, genuinely. Um, and I think it was 
the all the different uh, people they all had their different views. I think there was people from advertising, social workers, psychiatrists, you know, actors, directors, and it was just getting sort of you know that, that cross art thread. You could see the similarities, and also you got the fruits of all the different types of thinking, you know. And for me, I was like, wow, you know, it was. It was, it was I think it's it learning off everybody as well. What a great expression! The fruits of every type of thinking. Boom. Yeah, really, I've never yeah, heard it before. No, I think No, I yeah, and it was really interesting because you know somebody who's got you know 30, 40 years of advertising, you know, and me yeah. just you know I'm a musician, you know, just trying to work it out, just trying to live my life. I mean, it was yeah, it was it was it was fascinating. But I think what came out of it was um, being in the moment, you know, and actually I think that was really important for me saying here's the moment, you've got to be right in it, right now, go with it. Um, and I suppose that, that comes on to sort of, you know, mindfulness. And um, yeah, also there I was introduced to by, uh, 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 to meditation and breathing, because one of the participants there said, well, look at this. And that was fascinating to me, because I hadn't experienced anything like that, saying, you know, because obviously it's about vulnerability being the moment. And here is the moment, here is the moment. And I realised how much I sort of, even want the future or the past, I'm never, or I'm thinking about this or that, and I'm not square in the moment, you know, and actually yeah. it's quite sobering sometimes in front of a crowd of people you don't know to go, okay, now you're going to be angry in this scene. <laughs> actually, some of them I got out of like, playing uh, <laughs> people, but some of them I think I had to do a, a, a you know, a, a, one of your die stories where you have to bounce off the other person yeah. and you, the audience suggests a story and you just have to go for it, you know, that was, yeah, exciting, but again, you have to be bang in that moment to concentrate you know i remember the breath control um exercise came about because of the use of a parachute so wasn't it where we found yes. the group's breath yes, thanks for having me. yeah and actually that, I, I, i've got to say thank you for reminding me, that was a beautiful analogy of a group because you all have to be in sync to get the parachute to go up together and if you're not all on the same page it's going wibbly wobbly and i thought that was a really powerful analogy of sort of how the group can work in harmony you know obviously linked to orchestration it's the idea of ensemble you know if you can get on the same hymn sheet if you can get on the same breath rhythm it's really profound bits of creativity and innovation can happen which is sort of the beauty of the yes and mindset as escape to explore yeah wonderful sorry <laughs> So, sorry to interrupt you. Um, so, anything, any other Apple you'd like to talk about? We don't have to do the whole thing. Um, let me see. So, I've written some, a, a few notes down here. So I was just yes. having, having a look. Yeah, didn't you? Um, yeah, I think I'll go for after, um, after university. I, uh, my piano teacher was a visiting professor in, um, at a music school in, in Russia. And he said, well, would you like to go along for a couple of months? And I think I was 21 and I said, yeah, all right, then I'm not doing anything. So I, I, I didn't learn any Russian. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, was, it was a beautiful experience. So I, I got on a plane and I, the interesting thing was he, something came up and in the end he couldn't actually come with me because he could speak Russian and he was uh, very able. And he said, well, I'm really sorry, but of course, do you want to go myself? And I thought, again, I can't see the problem with that. He said, I'll get someone to meet you. And I thought, okay. Um, <laughs> So off I went and I, I remember arriving and obviously it's, it's, I couldn't even read anything. I couldn't understand anything and I was going, okay. And I, re I remember the, the reality hit me landing. I think I landed in Moscow and then uh, and I was going, goodness, okay. And I didn't know who I was meeting, where I was going and fear rising. And eventually I, I took a 
I think it was an 11 hour train ride to a, a city called Tambov and they've got a wonderful music school there called Rachmaninoff Institute. Really? And, 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 I th and so I went there and I realised I, just by high street I couldn't read any of the shop names. I, I didn't know what anyone was saying. And, and suddenly I realised I was in this world and I thought I did not, I didn't even think about it. Because obviously I, you know, I just, and I just went there. So and then I went to a hostel um, with sort of, about, I think it was about 160 students and, and a handful of them could speak English, you know, it's a handful, but very much it was, again, I liked nobody, obviously they knew I was the, the English guy, <laughs> but nobody knew sort of where I was from or who are, you know, what I was about. And, and it, that was really nice because it was just about, it was about building friendships. Like you give me tea, I give you tea. Oh, look, I got you a cake. You got me a cake. And it was like, again, it was, it was that just really base level interaction of just being... Reciprocity. Yeah, it was reciprocity. <laughs> again, it was like being in the moment. We didn't know, and we couldn't work out much about the other, uh, you know, other people around me. So yeah. I formed these beautiful friendships. I'd just go up to, to some of these room at night and you know, play chess with them and eat cake and drink tea. And that was our friendship. I go, well, look, I bought cakes today. Wonderful, come in, let's have a cup of tea and play chess. We didn't need to speak, you know, and it was... And it, Chess is the common language you shared. Yeah, exactly. And, and even just, you know, uh, even when I was, you know, say I'd ran out of food or uh, <laughs> I remember one of the girls dragged me home and said, you look awful. And, you know, and just gave me soup. And I thought that is just so wonderful. Because come yes, back to soup, James. You mentioned soup earlier. It's, so yeah, there's a theme. Man's obsessed with soup. I love I am obsessed with soup. And, you know, and I just thought that was so wonderful. It's, you know, it really moved me. It's going, yes, I do feel rubbish. Yes, I, you know. By the way, I can't let the lovely new storytelling archetype that you've just got us both to stumble onto, which is navigating the chessboard of life. <laughs> navigating the chessboard. Because that's lovely. Your yes and mindset is obviously you know it's yours anyway and you've you're, you've you've given numerous stories actually where you're you're all about yes and anyway yeah i think that i think that's what i try to be i try to be yes and see where it goes yeah definitely yeah <laughs> um if i may now what i want to do is bring you sort of away from the apple tree and we're in the clearing now what's yeah. the um the alchemy and the gold of, of james or what do you most like to do when you're really in your sweet spot of doing what you love the most it's implicit because obviously you're a teacher and a musician but if you're given complete carte blanche to just deliver some alchemy and some gold what do you most like to do hmm what do i most like to do i say i haven't considered that what do i most like to deliver some alchemy and gold you've got so maybe we've got a, a day when there are no rules anything oh. is possible and yeah. you're there given a perfect world to deliver some alchemy and some gold to the world what, what would you think you'd do um what would i do goodness um, number one i think i would have open up the day uh, again it probably improvise i'd probably go and improvise on my piano open it up probably in an ideal world it would all be going so well i'd go going yeah that's really raw that's good i'd probably upload it fearlessly going who wants to add to this track let's communicate um, let's be artistic. Who wants to jump on this wagon? Um, yeah, and I'd probably go and teach some music lessons, actually, as well, because I quite like, um, there's a lot of power in the teaching. And again, saying be in the moment and teaching some improvisation, perhaps. Yes, I think that's a way of, valid way of communicating. I don't know if that's a good answer or not, but there you go. Because what's lovely is you're just, you're such a generous collaborator. You yeah. want to invent stuff, but then you want to share which, you know, I think it's a really, you know, a, a, just a wonderful sort of, that's who you are. I think you're a collaborator, which I is why you're such a, an asset to, you know, instant wit and, and that's why you're a joy to work with. 
Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> so, James Orham, we're coming up to the point where I'm going to award you with a cake now, and it's an opportunity to put a cherry on the cake. Um, what would you like to leave us with as a cherry on the cake? Um, I had actually, so when I was at university, I had a, I think there was a, I, I got hired by a tuition agency ran by... A what agency? Sorry, I didn't... A tuition agency ran by... Yep run by uh, somebody who, John Fackler, was just a couple of years, a few years older than myself. And I found him quite inspirational because he said something that stuck with me. He said to me, he said to me, I, I don't, I just want to be rich in the things I, you know, I love. He goes, I want to drink, you know, he goes, I want to, I can eat out every night because I own the restaurant or I, I, do, the, I do the cooking. He goes, you know, I can drink the wine because I own the vineyard. And, you know, he, he's talking like this, but I, you know, what he means is you need to be rich in the things you love in life. And, and I fully understand that because, you know, I, I feel very rich because I love music. So, and, and that really stuck with me because he goes, you know, it's not about say, uh, it doesn't have to be a secondary thing. You don't have to do something, say a job and then go and do something else. And then of course that's a valid format. But he said sometimes just, you know, just be, I, you know, just wrap yourself in the things you love and that is your life. And I thought, fair enough. And that's what I, you know, I think that's a bit of gold that stuck with me. And, you know, if anyone else heard that, I'd, been, I'd have to think, yeah, I know what he means. You know, of course, he's like, I own the rest of it. Absolutely, you know, just be in, the, uh, be in the moment and just do the things you love. And that's, that is life's richness. Yeah. Beautiful answer. Be rich in the things you love. So, James Orham, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here on What You Need is a damn good listening to. And thank you very much for being so generous with your time. Thank, no, you. thank you very much. You've been listening to the Good Listening To podcast with me, Chris Grimes. If you've enjoyed the programme, then please do subscribe on all the usual channels. There's also a dedicated Facebook group for the programme too, and I'm hosted on Buzzsprout. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, then please do. And then on Twitter and Instagram, at that Chris Grimes. Also, if you'd be interested in having some coaching from me to help you level up your confidence, your personal impact or your brand, then contact me via email, chris at secondcurve.uk. So until next time, thank you for listening and goodbye. <laughs>